I definitely did not have a childhood. Being so young, seeing my mom like fight with other moms was like really crazy. <laughs> I don't think I ever really like came to terms with how I felt about the whole thing until I got out of it. I think I started going to therapy when I was 14 because I thought I was the only one dealing with this and I would disassociate a lot. All of the cast members, like we all kind of deal with that type of anxiety and uh, mental health things. And yeah, it's all from the show. We loved dance so much, but when you do it so much it was definitely hard I, I lost my love for dance really early on when life gives you lemons what do you do with them over here at the squeeze we, we talk, talk about, about it, it. hello everyone welcome back to another episode of the squeeze wood, wood. I'm Taylor. I'm also Taylor. And this is Remy. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. How are we all doing? Yeah. Maybe we like take a moment to just like breathe in and out. Rem, it's okay. Remy did not take a moment to breathe in and out. No. Rem, you need to breathe in slowly. Hold four seconds. Hold four seconds. Four seconds out. Yeah. She's not listening. Well, I hope you are. Yes. I felt like that made me feel a little better. Um, We have a fun episode today. Yes, we do. Miss Kenzie herself, Kenzie Ziegler. I'm very excited about this episode. She's like our adopted daughter. I feel like I love her. Yeah, she was great. I I know this is going to shock all of you, but I did grow up watching Dance Moms. So I was a big fan of the show. Um, so I was pretty excited for this, uh, for this chat and get to finally meet Kenzie and did not disappoint. I will tell you that. Yeah. It was really cool. We got to talk with her just about like being on a reality show at such a young age. Started at six. Like, it's just, it's crazy what she kind of like had to go through, um, at such a young age. And, you know, she's been in this industry for quite some time. Uh, but just kind of like the effects that it had on our childhood and what dance did, had on our childhood. But she also opened up with us um, about her anxiety um, and panic attacks, uh, which was so awesome that she felt so like vulnerable and open enough to talk about that with us. And we also dove into her new song called Anatomy, oh, yeah. which if, if you've not listened to it, go do yourself a favor and listen to it because the lyrics to the song are insane yeah but you better be ready to be in your feels yeah in your feels um in the episode we talk about what she wrote it about and yeah it's it's just it's such a good song yeah she's very talented i loved it but yeah hope you enjoy the episode as much as we enjoyed talking to kenzie and um we'll see on the other side yeah all right toodles Thank you so much for being here with us today on The Squeeze. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Before we get going, I just want to just get it out because I just feel like I got to get it off my chest. I, you know, I have been watching you on TV since I was like a child myself. No way. Thank you. I remember that. Same here. <laughs> so <laughs> I did not plan on telling this story, but I, I don't remember... even know what you're about to say right now. I thought you're just going to enjoy the game. <laughs> no, sometimes I just pull things out of my sleeve. 
I remember being at an award show. Oof. I think it was, I think it was MTV Movie Awards. Okay. Did you ever go to those I back in the day? I don't think so. I went okay. to a lot of like Kids Choice Awards, Maybe Teen Choice Awards. Teen Choice Awards. It was mm-hmm. Teen Choice Awards. Yes. Surf, surfboards. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> that and, we have wrapped up in bubble wrap yeah. in our garage right now. <laughs> Yeah. And finding out, like, I saw that you and your sister were there and um, I was big fans of yours. And I like asked somebody, I was like, can I, you know, please meet them? And I I asked somebody to make it happen. It didn't happen. So this is, you know, dreams, dreams do come true. Well, that's very sweet. My sister and I have always been a big fan of yours as well. So that's a really cool moment. I love this for you, hon. Warm and fuzzy. I mean, that was probably like actually... 2000 oh like 10 11 oh, 12 yeah so definitely like over 10 years ago for yeah. sure so crazy okay you, you weren't a kid then but uh yeah okay i was a young adult i was gonna let you have it but all right anyway <laughs> we start each episode with a segment called citrus got real and in this beautiful glass jar uh, full of lemons and mm-hmm. questions, we have some random questions. And if you don't mind, could you pull one for us? Absolutely. And they are, um, you'll see. Wow. Oh, no. What is it? <laughs> this is a deep one. What? Oh, normally um, they're not. I mean, it's not, it's not that deep. Uh, what do you define as success? Ooh. Oh, I, unless you love that one. That's, I mean, that's typically not our situation. Well, Scott, then I'll questions. pick another one. Yeah, but I guess like that. I would say like happiness is like for, I sure. for me. I love yeah. that. Um, I will pick it's another one. It's usually like hot dog or hamburger. Got and it. You got what do you define well, as success? Good start, I guess. <laughs> your dream career versus your actual career. Okay. Ooh, that's a that's a cool one. I okay. honestly, I just moved in to like my first house and I have been like so into interior design. So I feel like I'd be an interior designer. Oh my gosh. Like what is like the, is there like a style? I feel like it's so hard to like define a style of your home right now, but. it's I'm very eclectic. Like I love Love going to vintage stores and like getting decorations that are like $2 and, and it just looks so cool. Yeah. Like I just love eclectic things. So I love that. I want to do more like vintage and thrift shopping. Yeah, like it's I, a fun time. You I see our friends love like, post store. about it. Yeah, and it just looks so fun. Do you have a um, career <sighs> that you would want? I've always said that you know, I, I yeah, I'd be an NFL player. I yeah, wow. I, I grew up playing a lot of sports, but um, football is one that I biasedly think that I was pretty good at um so yeah or even if I could go back in time and just like play one college football game yeah for sure yeah it's a good one in Michigan that yeah. would have been fun for you yeah I don't know what mine would be because I, I, I feel thought like you I thought you might say the same thing as her yeah I am enjoying so you, that you've been doing a lot of that recently yeah we're building a house and I'm literally like doing everything from like hardware materials uh, plumbing appliances. A dream. It, it is fun it is uh, it's a it's kind of a lot because it's crunch time but yeah I'm sure it's stressful yeah but it's cool because we get to like like really make it our own like down to like the paint the countertops so how wow. high the backsplash goes like all that stuff what would mine be I mean this is I mean it's kind of in the same field ish I mean, I guess it's kind of hard because like my career like was nursing and now I'm doing this. Uh, But I would say like editing, like a film editor. I love editing stuff, but I don't edit our podcast. But 
I love editing. So that one maybe be mine. I've always said that. That's yeah. a cool one. It's so fun. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I guess it would be mine. Here we yeah. go. An interior designer and a film editor and a professional football player. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of something cool that we could all do together, but then yours kind of throws it off. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's hop into this. So I just want to say before we start, I think, you know, people that are in your position hold such a unique, not stance, but the way you're able and the way you do, you know, how you're honest, you know, about your mental health and what you're going through is so unique. Because I feel like for your generation and the younger generation too, watching you and seeing, you know, you being open and honest about this stuff and, you know, going to therapy or whatever it may be helps to just break down the stigma that's behind mental health even more. So Mm -hmm. we're just so happy, you know, to have you here um, and just want to applaud you for doing that because, you know, it's not easy and it can definitely be scary. So, yeah, we're just... We're just really excited about it. Yeah, it's yeah. huge, huge for this next generation to see people like yourself talking about it like that. Yeah, for sure. I think it's more of an open conversation nowadays than it was when I was younger. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, obviously, we wanted to start when you were a kid being on a reality show at such a young age. You were six when you guys six, turned in? Yes. Six to 12. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't imagine being that young on a reality show. How do you think that affected your childhood? And do you like, do you look back and are you like, I didn't have a childhood or like, yeah. how is that? Yeah, I, I definitely did not have a childhood whatsoever. I mean, I went to school till I was in third grade and I was homeschooled for the rest of the time. So I never okay. really got to experience like real life school, like high yeah. school, going to prom, going to football games. Like I never got to yeah. experience that. Um and all of my friends were my dance friends. Yeah. So it was definitely a really interesting uh, way to grow up. Yeah. But I mean, it definitely, it helped me a lot, you know, grow up in a way because I feel like if I was still doing school and still doing uh, what I was doing when I was younger, I definitely wouldn't be as strong of a person. And For I sure. and I don't think I would be as mature or, you know, I think it yeah. definitely helped me out a lot. So, yeah. So something is, you guys know, that has been a huge part of my mental health journey, Taylor's mental health journey, journeys as individuals and as a couple has been therapy. Amen. And that is why I am so excited to share our next sponsor with you guys, which is Cerebral. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. I love that Cerebral is 100% online because that means you have no excuse. You have to go. Like, There's no, oh, I don't have time to go drive. It's too long of a drive. No, you can do it on your lunch break. You can do it before work, after work. And it's honestly just, it's convenient. Yeah. It's convenient and they have great therapists. Yeah. And it's, it'll just keep you accountable too. So we highly, highly encourage that you guys check out Cerebral because therapy is just done wonders for us. And we know it'll do the same for you. 
To get started on your path towards better mental health, Cerebral is giving our listeners 15% off their first month of online therapy, Mm -hmm. medication, or both. Get started at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code THESQUEEZE to make 2024 your best year yet. That's Cerebral, C-E-R-E-B-R-A-L.com slash podcast and use code THESQUEEZE. Offer is only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. See site for details. Get going on that therapy. Because you were so young and because like you were dancing on this show Mm -hmm. and like I, so I danced my entire life, grew up like competing, everything I did that. And dance was such a way for me to express myself. It was my like, even still to this day, I'll like lock myself in a room and I'll just like move because that's like Mm -hmm. how I process things. Was dance able to be that for you? Honestly, not really. Okay. It it was when I when I first started, but now, you know, when it was broadcast all over yeah. television and and it was it was really scary for me to dance because yeah, it was on TV and then I had a dance teacher that was like really scary and yeah. and you know, people in the dance world are are very like scary as well I yeah. feel like everyone's just competing against each other even yeah. at like such a young age yeah. um sure. so yeah it it was definitely hard and I think it definitely I, I lost my love for dance really yeah. early on so yeah yeah I know I feel like actually I was gonna say I've never danced but I, I did I was I was on a hip-hop team okay um yeah we traveled and performed at malls and movie theaters every now That's and then awesome um <laughs> But um, no, I love this. <laughs> he can't count music. He can't count an eight count to actually save his life. Like he no. can tap his foot. I'm like, okay, just put a number on there. Right. Yeah. But that's not what they used me for. Everybody <laughs> would be doing the cool dancing. And then I was the guy that would just run across in the middle of the performance and do a flip. And then they're like, okay, now you stay over there until we like call your name again. Oh, that boy. was usually me too. When I was like, when I was like seven or eight, um, I would do a backflip and then like die in the dance. Like yeah. that was just oh. my part. Yeah. Same. Oh, no. So same old. I got you, girl. <laughs> you get me. <laughs> this is something I'm so curious about. At that young of an age, were you able to differentiate like what was actually reality and what was manufactured for the show? Because I imagine for somebody that young, um, that would be pretty tough. Like, is this real? Do they mean that? Or is this, you know, we watch clips and like, there's people screaming, but then like, you and the other kids are actually crying. You can't be like, okay, seven year old cry. Like, how how was that? I mean, your question, but we watched it like play out like that that young differentiating what is real and what is, you know, you need for a storyline. I I totally did not understand anything that was going on. And being so young, seeing my mom like fight with other moms was like really crazy. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I ever really like came to terms with how I felt about the whole thing until I got out of it. Mm. Because you're kind of just in this bubble and you're it's just you're from six to 12. Like that's just your whole life. Like the main parts of your life where you remember. Yeah a lot of things so yeah I don't I don't think I really even thought about it when I was on the show like oh this is what's real and what's fake like yeah, yeah. it's crazy it's... I mean how could you like trying to like explain that to mm-hmm. yeah a kid too so segue bizarre question 
if you were, this is me being a fan. This is, I'm literally just fangirling <laughs> right now. If you were a consultant to a production team on a reality show with children, what advice or what would you, you know, tell that production team to implement uh, onto that show, you know, for the, the crew and production that maybe you wish would have been implemented like onto your show? Wow, that's a crazy question. I, I honestly think a lot of we were we were really close with a lot of the production and the crew and yeah, because, yeah, you know, they were with us for a really long time. But I think they forgot that we were children a lot, you yeah. know, because we grew up so quick. But there were some times where it was like, OK, this is a little too much. Yeah. Like this is competing every single week, learning a dance in three days, but also like going from dance class to like eight in the morning to then we'd have regular dance class after we would film. So it was like, we'd just be, ex we were exhausted. You had yeah. dance class on top of filming? Yeah, we would, we would start, we would, so when we did school, we would go to, we had school for three hours, yeah. um, homeschool. Okay. And then we would go to dance class film. And then right after that was regular dance class till 10 at night. Wow. What? And I think that's where it was like, we loved dance so much, but when you do it so much. Yeah. Burnout. And when you do it for so many hours, it was like, guys, we need a break. Yeah. Um, and I think they understood that in the later seasons. But I think, yeah, just just remembering that kids are kids, kids are kids. Yeah. yeah. And kids are allowed to feel tired and kids are allowed to feel some type of way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, that's so true. I actually when you were talking, I do realize that. I think I look and obviously dance is different i did it differently you know than you kind of had to but i went to college for dance and i ended up dropping out of like having dance be my major after one semester mm -hmm. because it was like it was that i was overworked and i started like having to dance like for a grade i was like i don't want to do like tondus and like get scored on this right. like i don't want to be graded on dance and i was being so overworked and i was like i need to like leave this before I don't like it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, but obviously, you know, I was an adult and was able to actually like process that and make that decision. Um, totally. But I was going to say something that you, I feel like that I'm thankful for that you had, you know, filming as a kid was you were, they still like did games and like, you, I feel like you still had a childhood even though you filmed. Yeah, even though it was like on a set or during lunch mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Did have, yeah. usually always had. Um, good people around us that kept it fun and yeah playing games with the kids yeah of course yeah we did as well just because there were so many young girls on the team and yeah and we were actually like one of my best friends was like a lighting guy on the show like wow. and he would play with me all the time like it was oh, wow. we were all just like we would have to travel for so long and we would have we would honestly have the best time yeah. it was just when the cameras were up it was just like yeah a lot yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we had our fun moments, of course. Yeah, I bet. For sure. Was mental health a thing then? Like, no. Because I'm just like thinking back on like all of you kids and like being where you are now. Like, was that even like ever thought about or talked about? Um, no. I was known as the crybaby on the show because I would just break down anytime I was stressed or anxious. Yeah. And I found out after the show, I was like, oh, I'm actually. I have the worst anxiety and I like never no one ever really talked about it with us. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, it was not a thing. Yeah. Um, I was just, I, that led me into my next question is when, like, I know you've talked about, you know, anxiety, your panic attacks that did that first start on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, but I didn't know yeah. what it was. Right. When did you, when were you like, I'm actually dealing with something here. It's not just like something weird that I'm feeling. I think when I got off the show, okay. when I was around, I mean, I, I left the show when I was 12, but I think I started going to therapy when I was 14 because mm-hmm. I thought I was the only one dealing with this and I would, mm-hmm. I would disassociate a lot. Yeah. I just would be in the car and I would just be like, I, I am so out of it. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then I got told that I had anxiety and I was like, wow, everything makes sense. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, dang. This might be impossible to say because you were so young, so maybe you just don't know. But do you think that your anxiety stemmed from being on the show in that, you know, young of age and everything? Or do you think it would have been a part of your life no matter what route, you know, your young childhood would have looked like? I I think it did stem from the show. Okay. Absolutely. Just being so stressed all the time that I wasn't good enough or I had to be better than my sister was like the main topic of the show. Um, And, you know, if I if I messed up, that was like the end of the world. So I really think a lot of even like all of the cast members, like we all kind of deal with that type of um, anxiety and uh, mental health things. And yeah, it's all from the show. Yeah. Yeah. You and your sister are so close. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that I remember that that was such a big thing, like a part. Of, I mean, you're all put against each other, but like putting like you guys against each other. How have you like not? I mean, I don't know if it has affected your relationship. But is it something you guys like talked about or is it like you just you knew it wasn't like it was dumb and you just forgot about it? Like, how did how has that like not affected you guys? Well, when we were on the show, we hated each other yeah. oh, really? um, because we were we were with each other 24 yeah. seven. So it was like, we're constantly being put up against each other. Yeah. And we also have to like go sleep in the same apartment. Like it was not fun. Yeah. But I think the second Maddie moved out when she was 18, we just became best friends Yeah. because it was no longer a competition. It was like, oh, we can actually just enjoy yeah. our time together. I love that. Yeah. Speaking of comparison, social media is dangerous and scary, you know, dealing with hate and negativity and comparison as an adult. I can't imagine. I also joined social media very late to the game. Um, I can't imagine growing up and having to deal with that, you know, as a kid. Mm -hmm. How was that for you, the social media side? And were there any like boundaries that you had to set or what, you know, any tips or tricks that helped? Um, Because I just, I can't imagine dealing with more comparison, Mm -hmm. more hate, um, you know, on top of real life, but now, you know, in the social media era. Yeah. I, I mean, I think now Instagram, you have to be like 13 to be on it, but beforehand Mm -hmm. you, you weren't. So I was on Instagram when I was eight years old. Holy Mm -hmm. crap. And our since our show was so big at the time, like we all our Instagrams grew very, very quickly. And yeah, and we had a lot of fun times. We would talk to our fans constantly and it was like really lighthearted and fun. But I think once I 
grew up and I was off the show, I was still being watched and I was still Mm. growing up and figuring out who I was. So like a lot of things would like get leaked of me when I was younger or like, you know, it would be like the end of the world. Kenzie's doing this and this and this. And I was like, you I feel like every teenager goes through this, but mine is just on the Internet. So it was kind of it was very, very hard for me. I I deleted my Instagram like a lot of times because I just couldn't handle it. But I think now I am so used to it because I've just been on it for so long that it doesn't really affect me anymore. Um, Just because most of the time they're just like people that want something to do. They're just bored and they don't actually mean it. So you do you do become somewhat numb to it. Absolutely. Of course, there's things that'll rub you the wrong way, but you definitely get to a point where you just realize that somebody's having a bad day <laughs> yeah of course yeah i mean and good for you for like just deleting the app because <laughs> like you know i feel like a lot of people need to do that and mm-hmm. they don't like have the willpower to do that so good for you for Thanks. wanting yeah. to do that do you have stuff like boundaries kind of that you've set now or are you just like i'm kind of like in a healthy spot with it yeah i i think now i'm more private when i was younger i would say everything just about my life and yeah just I would go on Instagram live and just rant about a bunch of things. <laughs> um, but I think now like I'm keeping my my friendships more private. I'm keeping my relationship more private. Just I just want to have like a piece of me, yeah. you know, yeah. just to myself. So. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I relate to that a lot. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I want to talk about your new song. Congrats. Thank Anatomy very is good. out. Thank oh my very God. good. I'm genuinely actually saying this. I'm not just saying this because we're on a podcast. When I listened to it, I was like, I got like tears in my eyes. Like I was like, oh, the the lyrics are like they're so good. Like Thank you. I I was literally like, whoa. She like, was very excited to show me. I That's so I, sweet. I was really excited. I was like, you have to read the lyrics. Yeah. She's <laughs> I like, listen to it. She's like, like listen oh to God. it while you read the lyrics. I'm yeah. like, okay, okay, chill. And then I was like, okay, got it. I understand why you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Thank yeah. you really so moving. much. Yeah. So congrats on that. But where obviously i know what the song is about but what made you like want to write that like where did the idea come from yeah um so you guys know it's about me growing up without my father present and same kind of thing like the show i never really came to terms with it when mm-hmm. when i was younger i would make jokes about it and just be like haha mm-hmm. i have daddy issues like it's normal but i think the second i turned 18 I was like, wow, this actually really affects me in a lot of ways. And I was finally comfortable talking about it Mm -hmm. with people. And so I just decided to write a song. But the reason I decided to write the song was because my therapist was talking to me about it. And she was like, you should write a letter to your dad. And oh, wow. And not obviously not send it to him. Yeah. Um, And I I was just like, "Uh, I don't really like writing letters yeah like I I don't think I'm going to do that so I just ended up writing a song and sending it to her and be like okay here's my letter to my dad and she was like wait this is actually like really amazing and I played it for a lot of people and everyone was like this is going to help a lot of people like you should do it yeah I did it oh my gosh (laughs) um what do you I mean you don't need to answer this but do you have a relationship like with like what was it growing up and 
is there one now? Well, my parents got divorced when I was four. Okay. So I don't really remember time before that, obviously. Um, but it was tricky because we were in L.A. and he was in Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. we never really got to see him. And then it got to a point where it was just like, he's not present. So there's no point. Yeah. Um, I think now after hearing the song, he's definitely trying. Mm. Um, but yeah, we've always just had a weird dynamic. Um, but it's, but I'm honestly like, okay now Mm -hmm. I feel even just releasing the song and seeing like everyone's reactions and also people saying I am in the same boat. I feel the same way. Yeah. I I feel like I'm just like at peace now. So yeah. What's the best thing I could have ever done? Yeah. Wow. I'm happy for you. That's, that's amazing for you put it out where you like, Am I really like gonna do this right now? Like, were you scared? I terrified. That was terrifying. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I have to explain it to my family members as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna ask, like, who, like, did you play it for like your sister or your mom first? And like, what were their reactions to it? I played it for my sister first. I was really nervous to play it for my mom, obviously, because oh, like, oh. and my mom is like the most sweet. I feel like she would feel responsible, yeah. which mm. it's not her fault at all. But um, my yeah, my sister, I sent it to her just I just texted it to her with no context and she FaceTimed me like she could not speak she was like weeping and then oh my gosh. and then she was like okay I need to go and I'm like getting teary-eyed like imagining <laughs> this like out of my head right yeah. now because you know like she went through it too you yeah. know so I bet it's, like that yeah, like something such like a bond mm-hmm. between the two of you yeah yeah it's basically our song yeah yeah I love that and what what was your mom's reaction to it Oh my gosh, I <laughs> she was driving me around and I sometimes just like put on a song um of mine just to be like here you go like let's listen to it. Yeah. And I I put it on for her and she was a wreck. Oof. She was a wreck. But oh, she mm-hmm. was like this is the most beautiful song I've ever heard you do and she supports me and yeah. Yeah. It's it awesome. Really is just so raw yeah. and vulnerable um and beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. A few of, like, the lyrics in the song, like, we talk about, like, dating shitty people because of, like, how your mom is treated. Um, the lyric about, like, your nose, that one, I literally, my jaw dropped. Like, writing about it now, looking back, was, did you have, like, those moments where you were, like, I am, like, I'm dating crappy people. Maybe that, like, is a direct correlate. Like, how did, I mean, not that, like coming to that i mean i feel like people who are in their like 40s don't even figure that out mm-hmm. like that pattern and you're 19 mm-hmm. like that's so that's so crazy that you're like able like you're able to do that but what what was that moment like where you're like oh my dating is um kind of a <laughs> reflection <Yeah>. here <laughs> um well like i said i never really talked about it so that writing session i had was like the first time I fully talked about everything and like came to terms with everything. Like wow. so much was just coming up. And I, I also think I, I, I write with these two girls that are very close to me. And so it just felt natural. Um, but we were all like sobbing. It was like, uh, I can the only best imagine if yeah. I'm getting teary eyed listening to the song. I can't yeah. imagine what it was like you guys writing it in a room. Yeah, like- it was, it was interesting, but yeah, a lot of things were coming up that I didn't even, I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Like yeah. I date, horrible people because of that yeah you know i was gonna say that writing room is like probably better than any therapy you could get absolutely like, yes that's yeah. probably 
You should still go to therapy, everyone. If yes, you're absolutely. Still have a chance. <laughs> but I was just imagining that writing room with your two friends and just like diving into that and mm-hmm. writing that song. Like, like I, I'm sure that was just incredible weight, you know, lifting. Yeah. And just, processing sure. time. and Yeah. Of course, like therapy is amazing. But having like your two close friends just like understand you was just like a big moment yeah. for me. Yeah, that's great. Dang. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody go listen to the song because it's phenomenal. Yeah. Thank and I, I think, I mean, we touched on it, but it's definitely going to help like a lot of people. It's just, it's so relatable. Like, even though I, you know, even though my parents have, you know, are still married, like it's relatable and like it just helps people know you on a certain level, but also helps people, you know, cope and maybe we'll work through their own thing. Like mm-hmm. if Kenzie can do it, then like I can do it too or something. And that's, yeah. I feel like we forget that sometimes that, you know, cause we're just living our lives. But I feel like I'm like, why would people like look up to me in yeah. that regard or look to me for stuff? But I you know it's important for us like in, you know, with these platforms that we have to do it, to do good with it. And that's exactly what you're doing totally. with this song. Oh, so thank yeah. you. Congrats to that. Is it, it's called anatomy. Yes. Yeah. Anatomy. Yeah. Go listen. <laughs> And, and and read the lyrics as you're, as you're listening. <laughs> and read them, yes. <laughs> or watch the music video that has oh, yes. yes, thank you. Yes, yes. yes, it's very good. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us today. Oh, this was so fun. Me. It was so fun. <laughs> I'm ready to like adopt you now. Yay. Right? I know. Where's I'll the, bring the papers. Where's the papers? <laughs> Sign on the dotted line. <laughs> Thank you so much for squeezing us into your day. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow our pod and check out full episodes on YouTube. You can follow me at Taylor Lautner, my lovely wife at Tay Lautner. Check out The Squeeze on Instagram at The Squeeze. And also give a give a little uh, glance and a follow to Lemons by Tay. That's at Lemons by Tay on Instagram and LemonsbyTay.com. And also be sure to email us lautner.thesqueezepodcast at gmail.com if you guys have any questions, any guests you'd like to see. But most importantly, please continue to talk about your journey with those around you and send our show to a friend that you think could use a little extra squeeze in their life. Absolutely. Toodles magoodles, everyone. Magoodles. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.